0: We're live hi and welcome to gay out the city i'm your host prince electro diamond and today i am here with gogo dancer aerialist and pole dancer blaine petrovia how you doing today sexy what's up what's going on nothing much i'm good i'm in a good headspace surprisingly <laughs> i've been i've not because i thought it was gonna be bad but like i've been I purposely like overscheduled myself, so I'm busy as fuck. Like
1: at work. At work. (laughs) I was gonna say surprisingly. what, What do you mean by surprisingly?
0: Well, this is the thing. This is let's see. This week, this is my third interview out of five. Yeah. Busy. Yes. We love to see it. Yes. Work. So where are you originally from? Uh, born and raised here in New York. Oh, so lucky. I,
1: I don't know if luck is what I would describe it as, but it's a good place to be.
0: I wish I lived in New York. So I am born and raised in Florida. <laughs> and Where in Florida? I, so I'm originally from, I live at home now. I'm originally from South Florida. I live about an hour north of West Palm Beach. Okay. So that was nice. I ran away to Orlando for 4 years, which was where I discovered drag and discovered truly discovered myself. But when I had to move back home, I'm like I'm just so ready. My plan is to get out of Florida this year. My plan is to move to Detroit and okay. like it's like I cannot wait. I'm pl- I'm hoping by summer to like be gone and like in Detroit. And people say why? Do- people say, people always tell me they're like why Detroit? I'm like, I'm a musician, baby. Like, oh yeah, I have an al- I have an album to put out. Like, Detroit's where I can afford to like live and put out this album and not go broke. <clears throat> what kind of music? It's like a jazz city or whatever, right? Detroit is actually surprisingly like open to like. It's very much. It has like a rich history. Like yes, jazz is part of it, but it's also got like hip hop culture, and a little bit of like old Motown sounds. My Mot- sound is not. My sound is not any of those. But it's like that's why I think I'll fit in. I I describe my sound as like electro pop rock and B. So okay. it's like a little bit electro, a little bit rock, a little bit pop, a little bit R and B. It all depends on like what I'm in the mood for when I make a beat. Oh, we love it. Yeah.
1: I heard a few snippets. I was I was scrolling through your page.
0: Ah. Cool. Did you like did you like some of it? Like Yeah, it's
1: giving like fun fun in the club.
0: Exactly. It's like yeah. even with some of those songs, the great thing is like I describe it kind of as like as a chromatica art pop like vibe. It's like I can make these like really, really happy upbeat songs and have like some of the most depressing lyrics ever like but it's it's beautiful
1: oh so you're saying you're like the english bad bunny
0: kind of yeah i'm a little bit familiar (laughs) i know who bad bunny is but like (laughs) but yes bad bunny wow Bad bunny's hot like
1: (laughs) and you know what it wasn't always that way
0: though like It kind
1: of just snuck up on us. Yeah. When he first came out, though, I was very much like, I don't know about this. But then, like, just this last year, I was like, how did Bad Bunny become the hottest man on planet Earth? Like,
0: I know. It's crazy when people have those, like, transformations where it's like, it's like, ugh. Them. Then you're all of a sudden, you're like, that was, like, what was it? It was like, um, what's his name? Um, Dan Benson, who used to be like this nerdy guy on like Wizards of Waverly Place, and all of a sudden he just like has this OnlyFans. Like all these guys are just constantly subscribing to. It's like, oh, oh yeah, that's so yeah. funny. Actually, I was just watching
1: a thing about him too. It was like how he waited so long for the show to come back and it's having like a re reoccurrence or whatever
0: resurgence yeah
1: a resurgence yes there's a word yeah and then they were like oh we're not having you back though because you're on onlyfans
0: <laughs> see it's like what's the... i don't know maybe this is just me being like pro sex worker for all this i'm like what's the big fucking deal like right it's like so what <laughs> he does that
1: I, I could understand to an extent, especially if it's, like, a Disney Channel show. I'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe...
0: <laughs> but this is the thing. It's not like... So, theoretically, this resurgence of Wizards of Waverly Place, it's all people in their, like, late, like, early 20s to, like, early 30s anyway, they're gonna be watching this show a lot. It's like, yes, you are gonna have kids, but it's like, we all know what's happening. Like... It's not like anyone's gonna see them and think like, oh wow, this person does sex work. It's like again, half the gays subscribe to him. Yeah. Not, not me, because like this this is my view. Some people like get your life. My view is I only wanna support people who are queer. Who who do that work? That's just me. The gay dollar. Yes.
1: I agree that's I'm, why uh...
0: like yeah minute I find out somebody's straight I unsubscribe like <laughs> unfollow yes like you know, <laughs> I,
1: I'm in support of that as well
0: yeah I mean because this is the thing you're a queer entertainer like you don't want somebody taking your money who's just sitting there for like they'll come in for like their like six like, seven-hour shift, whatever, to, like, work, and then all of a sudden they get to go home to their fucking wife? Like... <laughs>
1: oh, no, and it happens a lot. It's very, very common, especially, like, go-go dancing. Yes. It's half, maybe even, like, a little more than half of the boys are all straight. Like, they all have fucking wives and, like, four kids, and it's like...
0: This is so annoying. I know. Mess. So... What was it like for you growing up as a kid? Um, it was fun.
1: You know what? I'll say it was fun. Um, being in the city, it was very much like do your own thing, like live your own life. <laughs> so we were wild. We were wild kids. I remember from being like the the early like elementary years, I was very much like um, a nerd, I guess you could say. I was like into homework. I loved to like <laughs> study and shit. And then I want to say like 11 or 11 or 12 around that time, like puberty time, obviously yes. Um, it all changed. I was like, I don't want to be smart anymore. I just want to hang out. <laughs> so that's when I started like, I started, like, uh, smoking and drinking and stuff when I was, like, 12, 13 years old.
0: Wow. See, see, that's the city, man. Like, Oh, yeah. S- growing up in, like, the suburbs, that was never... I was kind of that nerdy kid. And then, like, it was, like, right about when I moved out. So, like, I moved out late. Like... Most people moved out when they're like, 18. I didn't move out till I was like 20, like oh, almost 21, and that's when like.
1: Honestly, I, milk
0: for all it's worth
1: <laughs> if you could do it, yeah. do it.
0: I mean, I just had to go. Like, as a kid, I was kind of the nerd, too. But like, I always it was I became like quote unquote cooler when people started finding out that like i wrote music because i started i wrote my first song when i was 14 years old so like once people started knowing that all of a sudden everyone wanted to pay attention to me but i was always in my mind even before i became out it's like you just think like oh my god you want to be lady gaga like you have like the visions of i want to wear this and i want to wear that it's like It was weird, like, how I say I accidentally found drag, because it's like, when I think about it, I'm like, all this shit you were thinking of that you were afraid to do, this is all drag, bitch. Like... (laughs) It's like, I can't believe you didn't put two and two together. (laughs) Right. But it's like, now... Actually, wait. Let's go into that first. So what was it like for you coming out? Um... So.
1: I grew up in the age of not really having to come out and I like don't know how to really explain that story I guess because like my parents were like never like hey are you gay and like nobody ever was like we need to hear you say these words it was just like an understanding I guess I've always just been like really myself like I was never like Oh, I gotta! I gotta pretend to be straight. Oh my god, I have to be so masculine. And I don't know. Whatever, right? I just kind of was always who I am, so I don't think it like really needed to happen. And then also, like literally, like the the age of it was like, gay was so accepted by then, and nobody was like,
0: "Don't be a faggot." <laughs> See, I mean, that's beautiful. I wish I had that experience, like. I was like right when I came out, like I was like right on the cusp of when more people were starting to accept. Accept it. Except I was raised Catholic, so like having the religious upbringing was what gave me some problems. I will say overall, I had an easy coming out and a hard coming out. So like family was easy. So like I only had to come out to one parent because I came out. Um, four months after my mom died so it's was only having to come out to my dad then I have an older sister who was super accepting and then I found out in November she came out as well so it's like Ooh. now that makes sense <laughs> where it's the... like oh, shit. okay wanna... so
1: who was the gay parent which one of them
0: it <laughs> was your mom <laughs> it? uh It might have been my... Well, this is the thing. To base on stereotypes, my sister played softball in high school, and so did my mom. So, like... Maybe, I don't know. Did I lose you? No, no, no. I'm trying to figure out. No, no, no. I got it. I was thinking the worst thinking next. Okay, so, yeah. So... That was the good part. The bad part was they came out to a youth minister of the church. Which is a mistake. Because I told him about this performance idea I had with like a knife and how I practiced stabbing myself because it was dramatic, clearly. Drama. We love the drama. Yes. And he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, okay, you have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Now, in hindsight, I would have let that motherfucker call the cops, like, because they wouldn't have done anything. I stupidly went with him. Oh, so no. So, he, t- he took me to get a psyche eval. Oh, no. <laughs> they, had told- they had told me I had passed it. But I remember being on the phone with, like, my dad, like, being, like, because we were at a hospital. I'm like, yeah, just come back here and get me. I'm all done. And all of a sudden, I had a cop yell me. He's like, get off the phone. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? And then yep. they stuck... yeah and then they stuck me in a ho- in a hospital room and for five hours they just left me in there they didn't tell me a single thing and then that's when they told me they'd put me on a suicide hold and they transported me from the hospital to a mental institution where i spent 64 hours
1: Before so, I got released. The religion and Florida both came together.
0: Conspired. Yes. <laughs> and then the whole his thing was, I thought you were suicidal. That argument went away when he and a priest got me in a room and set me up with a therapist to pray the gay away. Work. And how yeah. does it go? It went so well. I'm totally straight. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like men's no more.
0: <laughs> no, I was going to say, I thought it worked for about mm, six hours. And I saw a guy I was into, I saw his ass and got hard. And I'm like, nope. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. I love it. Like, This is the thing. Everyone's like, there's so many people who like try and run from all the like tragic things that have happened in their life. And maybe this is just me being a musician. I face them head on. It's like, so what? I was locked in a mental institution. So what? I've been suicidal. So what? I've been raped and sexually assaulted. So what? You just got to face it in, put it in the music, and be what so many, I feel like a lot of straight people, or not a lot of straight people, a lot of gay people are afraid to do, which is, be honest. Speak your truth. Be vulnerable.
1: Sometimes you Cause... just gotta go through it.
0: Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't... And some people, are like, with all that stuff, they're like, but wouldn't you want to change it? I'm like, no. Honestly, you don't become a strong bitch having life easy. True. Sure. Okay. So what made you want to become an aerialist? Um, what
1: did, I don't think I even want to anymore. I don't think I want to currently. (laughs) Um, no, it was, it's all. So this also sounds really stupid, but everything that I've done, I've, always just kind of like fallen into like I've I was never like oh this is the plan this is what I'm going to do this is the plan this is what I'm going to do blah 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 it was all very much like oh well I guess I do this now like I I was dancing and like all this stuff my whole life I was always in like dance classes and I did gymnastics and I did sports and all of these things but like dance was the only thing that I ever stuck with and then I started at 16 was dancing back up for like dry queens and stuff. And it was really fun. And then I was like, oh, okay, well I think I could do this professionally. And I started dancing with a company and I was doing like, um, we did like music videos and like opening acts for like local artists and we would do shows and stuff. And then I was like, wait, I kind of hate this. I don't want to like be in a chorus line for some people. It's was like how how can I do my own thing? And that's when I started dancing back up for drag queens, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to like go-go dance?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I don't know what this means. I was literally only sixteen slash seventeen at this point, and then I just like fell into go-go dancing. And then during go-go dancing is when I like started dancing in other places in the city, and I was dancing at this club that just happened to have a pole, and there was like nobody. Actually, doing anything with the pole, it kind of was just like risque decor. <laughs> like nobody actually knew what the fuck they were doing on that thing. And I just started doing like random little like spins and stuff. It was like super, super basic shit, but like nobody knew. Everybody was like, "Oh shit, that was dope." They were like, "Yo, that's crazy." And then I just kind of like started teaching myself how to do stuff on the pole. And excuse me, I just ate. Yeah. I just ate, so I'm like, I'm tired, but I'm also like. Most <laughs> but so I started teaching myself on the pole and then I like got really good at it and I like realized that I really liked it so I stayed doing that and then through doing that I like fell into performing in like a theater space So which was when I started dancing at House of Yes. And I was like a stripper for the longest time that I didn't realize that this could be like a featured act on a stage. And I never thought that I was like good enough to do that. But when I started working at this space called House of Yes, it was a circus space slash performance venue. And that's when I started learning how to do like all of the aerial and stuff. And I moved, so I grew up in Harlem. But then I moved to Brooklyn, and I lived with, like, a circus company. Like, a like what you would think, like, people in a, a big-ass warehouse space, everybody had their own rooms, quote-unquote rooms, because it was all partitioned off by, like, curtains and stuff. And it was, like, ten, 10 of us, not even ten of us, maybe, wow. like, eight of us. Like, very old-school circus style. Like, you all lived and worked and trained and stuff in the same space. And, um yeah and then i was like you know what what if we did this pole dancing thing in the air and this was at the time when pole dancing wasn't as mainstream as it is now and aerial pole wasn't really a thing and i had only seen like one or two other people do it in the world literally in the world and we have a friend who does like fabricating like apparatus and stuff because circus you if you're you know, someone who does something somewhere, right? Yeah. We had this friend weld a pole with an I-beam on top, which is the thing that hooks into the the ropes and stuff. So we we welded this thing to be able to rig it in the air, and it was just a pole that was, like, a piece of junk, and we, like, cut it in half and rigged it in the air. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, in retrospect, it probably wasn't the safest thing on Earth. No. (laughs) Because it literally was just, like... And the fucked up part about it was it was two pieces of pole that was put together by a joint in the middle that just expanded. So it was, like, you just twist it, twist it, twist it until it doesn't move anymore. And... Once I started booking gigs with that pole, there was like three times that the pole fell apart in the middle. <laughs> wow. and, but I got very lucky. I got very lucky because both it was it was about three times, but two times happened in the air. And the first time it happened, I was only like 15 feet, not even 15 feet, maybe like 10 feet, which isn't very far at all for something to fall apart.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I just stayed on the top part. I was, like, I got very lucky. (laughs) But then the second time, I, like, was going up into the air, and I was holding on to the bottom part, and I could feel it slip. So I, like, hurried and grabbed the top part, and it just fell off as I was going, and it was, like, 20 feet in the air or something.
0: That is crazy. First of all, I get that thing of, to your beginning, of, like, not wanting to be a chorus person. I was as a singer, but I was also the one who used to get, like, the dagger eyes from the choir teacher because, like, I would be doing vocal runs. as like, I naturally do because of <laughs> yeah. course, in my mind, I feel like I am Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, so, like,
1: yes. <laughs> I
0: just and he used to stare daggers at me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I, A, I understand why you think this is annoying because I'm not saying they're doing, like, Classical fucking style as you want, but it's be it's like I am a big bitch. Like I am I am fucking six foot three. Like my voice projects out. Like
1: Uh, they were like, "Hey you, (laughs) yeah, hey you doing all that?" Calm it down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to just like was stare and like I I knew it was at me. It's not like I thought like, "Oh my god, he's staring at somebody beside me." No, I knew it was me. Like, but my thing was. Just, like, probably you knew. It's, like, I knew I was never meant for that. Like, I always knew that, like, the idea of, like, being backup for somebody, it's, like, it's, like, no, I got a powerful voice. As I was explaining to somebody, there's, like, the people who hold the microphones, like, right there. No. I hold a microphone right here. Y'all are going deaf. I, like, have to hold it, like, out here.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I knew. I knew. Even, like, as a kid, so it was, like, I never even wanted to do anything normal. Like, I remember when they would ask you when you're young, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And all the kids are like, oh, I want to be a policeman. Or I want to be a fireman. Or I want to be a lawyer or whatever, right? I was like, I want to be famous, bitch. <laughs> From the jump, I always, I was like, I don't want to do no regular shit. See,
0: that's interesting because it's, like... Well, actually, no, I'm jumping over one thing that I just thought of. So you said you started go-go dancing at 16. My first question that came to my head when you say that is, how did you legally do that?
1: So I have an older <laughs> brother who is about two and a half years older than me, which is just enough that we looked a little bit alike. And um, I was just able to use his id to get into these places.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, cuz I'm thinking I'm like I'm like I know New York's liberal but I know it ain't that liberal. Like No, 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 no. <laughs> um so like I guess technically
1: you're supposed to be 21 to work in these places, right? But there's always there's always exceptions and ways around rules if you really want them to be. So they'd be like, oh, you're like 18, right? And I'd be like, yeah. Yes, I am.
0: <laughs>
1: My brother is 18, and I got his yeah. ID, so yes, I am 18.
0: <laughs> See, I feel like if I had lived in a city, I would have been that person who tried to like get the fake ID to perform in places, because it's not like... It's, like, I didn't start performing in drag till I was, like, 21, but it's, like... Let's be clear. I was the bitch who was going to American Idol auditions at 15 years old. Like, there was no doubt in my mind that, like, I wanted to be a performer. I just didn't know that, like, I wanted to be a drag musician, because actually, when I was a kid, that wasn't even a thing, like...
1: Oh, yeah. Because... I mean, even now, it's still, like, a really relatively, like, new thing, right? Like, I know of one all-drag band, and I don't know, they're, like, the only one that I know in the world, honestly.
0: Well, it's because I was trying to do the stuff, like, in some ways with, like, my start, it was great that people like Adore Delano had already, like, kind of started doing music, because it's, like... It's like, that was more my thing. Cause I looked at, who was it? My thing was, I never wanted to be a Britney. Like I love Britney, That's not my style. Like I am very much, I'm a huge Gaga fan. I'm very much like, am Gaga all the way that like, not being afraid to like unapologetically be you and like somehow You don't intentionally cause controversy, but when shit happens, shit happens. Shit shit happens. Yeah, I literally had somebody. So I was on a Twitch stream and I was in like a t-shirt dress a few weeks ago, and like I went to go like bend over to like change the song, and like I was wearing a t-shirt dress and like a thong underneath, and somebody tried to like like my I accidentally showed my ass, and somebody was like, "Oh my god, you did that on purpose." I'm thinking I'm like, "No, bitch." It's like it's like sorry you saw my ass. I'm not gonna fucking apologize for it. Like
1: but also, so what if you did?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I deleted their comment. I'm like, I'm not I'm not listening to this bullshit. Like <laughs> so okay. So I guess what was it like for you the first time you performed?
1: We gotta get a little more specific on that question. What do you mean like professionally Uh, or just
0: like in general? uh, Okay, fair. We're gonna say let's go professionally.
1: Professionally, I did my first paid professional gig when I was 16. It was with this dance company and i was doing hip hop dancing at the time so it was like um <laughs> so stupid and it was um it was the opening of an art show in like a big festival so it was like really intimidating and um admittedly i'm not the best choreography dancer right I, I don't really like it <laughs> but um I was really, really nervous. And I just remember thinking, okay, if we can get through this, (laughs) then it will get better in time. And I just remember thinking like, oh, but what if, but what if it doesn't get better in time? (laughs) Because I just remember uh, we went through like a month of rehearsals for that, that show to happen. And it was like, um, It was actually an uh, an audition that we were going to use because we had built this thing, this big choreography. It was like an eight-minute piece. There was like a bunch of different transitions in and out of it, and it was going to be used as an an audition to open for Rihanna. Wow! And there was like a lot of pressure to like perform in a big venue for the first time, but then also the pressure of it, like being an audition, was like. Yeah. Uh, It didn't feel good. So I'll I'll say, I guess I'll say I didn't like it. Yeah. I I think that's what added to, like, not wanting to be part of, like, a a group thing also. Because I knew, like, if I myself would have gone out on stage alone and just, like, did what I could, I would have felt much better because I can always have control of me in, like, what I'm doing, but having control of me and what I'm doing in conjunction with other people is not my strong suit.
0: I mean, yeah. As I said, to that point of being in choir, we've understood that, like, I'm the same way. I will say my first time performing, I actually have one of the um, rare drag stories, because my first time was actually performing in a straight bar.
1: Oh, cute.
0: Because, like, I, was, I would do open mic nights as a musician, and like, I would be the, like, one drag, electronic act among these bunch of fucking bros who would go in there with, the, like, their guitar and do the same fucking shit, like, <laughs> all the time. It's so, so boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just singing Oasis.
0: <laughs> yes like it was literally that kind of stuff so I used to sign myself up first and like I I would again have these like electronic beats thumping through this like tiny little bar and like I used to be like energetic and like yell into the microphone when I was on like in between like my first and second song and be like how the fuck you doing tonight Orlando and like <laughs> just wakes the motherfuckers up and like it was good for the most part yes it was good for the most part except there was um one night where like so the week before i had ended my set by screaming motherfucker into the microphone and then going into a dance break and then like of one of my songs, and I'm like the following week, the owner like literally just came around as I was sitting down on my table. She's like, Yeah, there's old people in the audience this week. Don't do that. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm not allowed to swear in a fucking bar. I'm what like, time was what- it? Seven PM? Nonetheless, like That's still, it's like, I don't give a fuck. It's it's a bar. It's a fucking bar. And, like, there's also a comedian that performed that night who did, like, this joke about, like, a stripper sliding down the stripper pole with her pussy, and they're like, yeah, don't say that joke. I'm thinking, like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to, like, do for these people if you're not going to let us do what we do?
1: Literally. Isn't that the point of an open mic?
0: Yeah, it's like, But I I was like, fine, whatever. I won't swear to offend the old people. (laughs) The good Christians. Yeah, it's like... And my thing is, like... At some point, I ended up, like, ending there and, like, going to perform in a queer space because I was doing two shows in one night. As I said, leaving my house at, like, 7 p.m. and not getting home. I know this is early for, like, entertainers, but this is a long-ass night not getting home till, like, 1230 in the morning. Which, yes, it's an early night, but that's a long night to be, like, on. And, like, only getting, like, 15 minutes to literally leave one venue and go to another and, like, have to drive across town. Like, it's... It was insane, but... If anyone from Detroit is watching, I can do it again if I have to. (laughs) <laughs> I'd prefer not to, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I live that life. I'm I'm a three gig type of day kind of girl. See, but I'll, like I I feel I'll like in... like seven PM I'll do my two numbers in a show, go directly to another show eight to ten, go directly to the nightlife and do until four AM and I'm just like
0: so I get it. Do you ever feel like... Do you ever feel... Well, I mean, obviously, at some point, you probably feel like burnout from doing that. But like... Oh, God. But it's also that you have to do it. Because it's like... If performing is all that you do, and it's like your creative outlet, it's like I don't perform much now. Not for lack of wanting to perform it's the fact of like Florida is very clicky where it's like if you're not going to conform to the way that either of the there's two drag houses in my area it's like if you don't conform to the way they want to do things you don't get to perform and I'm like it's like I'm sorry that theoretically I would be one of the younger queens here because y'all are in your 40s and like I can come in and sing live and do an hour and a half, or not an hour and a half, like 45 minutes to an hour. And like, all you could do is your cute little one, two numbers. (laughs) Because who is it? My drag sister's having the conversation of saying, okay, if you want to perform around here, you have to lip sync and you have to wear a gown. And the person I am is like, why the fuck would I do that? like
1: giving oh, pageant girls
0: yeah it's like i'm not a pageant girl i'm the bitch y'all are jealous of like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh i i lived in miami during the pandemic yeah. and i was very surprised to see how clicky like florida really is and i was like cool and it just goes for like all of nightlife in general it was like there was like two separate groups yeah, And it was like you were either one or the other and nowhere in between. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go home to New York.
0: <laughs> See, the thing is, that's something that I know from like being able to make contacts with people in Detroit. Detroit's not like that. Detroit very much will accept you if you're a new entertainer. You're from out of town, and it's like, this is where I belong. It's like, I would feel that way it's like if somebody's talented I'm going to say somebody's talented now if you suck I'm not going to tell you that you're talented which is why I can never live in LA but it's like <laughs> cuz I did I did think about it for a brief time and I'm like and I'm and then I thought I'm like you're going to get yourself kicked out of every party in 3 days if you live in LA cuz It's the well, you know, it's it's the East Coast way. Oh, we yeah. won't sit, we won't sit there and tell you that you're like amazing if you suck.
1: It's never gonna happen for me.
0: Because it's like, I see what is it? There's a rapper, there's a go-go dancer and rapper out in L.A. And I'm like, I'm thinking, bitch, you can't rap on the beat. How, how the fuck are you supposed to be a rapper who can't rap on the beat? Like. And you got and you and you made a song with three go-go dancers who are out outbody- who are outbodying you on your own fucking track. Like
1: <laughs> I'm just I don't know who this is, but I'm gonna need you to spill that tea.
0: You okay, you want me to I've already said who it is on here, so I might as well just say let's okay, hear it. So, so there's a um as I said, his name is Tokyo. And The song I'm talking about, so he has this, he has this song called Coochie, which he put on his EP, his most recent EP, and he had, yeah, as I said, three, three go-go, three go-go boys who've never, like, rapped a day in their lives. Again, outbodying him on the song, and he's been rapping for four years. (laughs) I'm thinking, bitch.
1: Get it together.
0: It's like... And there are people out here, like, there are talented people praising him. I'm like. What? Uh, Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like, as I said. That thing of it's like, yes. I'd want to be the person who's like, listen, I'm going to tell you exactly what a record producer would tell you with this song and be like, I wouldn't sign you if you were the last artist on earth.
1: (laughs) The last one.
0: I know like some people like you have to be nicer than that. It's like okay fine, I will be nicer than that. If I wanted somebody to have hearing loss, I'd recommend their you their music. Like
1: (laughs) if I wanted to annoy my worst enemy, I would send them your tracks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: This isn't gonna help when we get to the last question about. <laughs> anyway, I'm not skipping that forehead. So, okay. So, do you get a greater fulfillment from performing as like a prof- Well, I guess as a professional dancer or as like a go-go.
1: Um. So like a, a theater versus stripper? Yes. Um, honestly, they, like, they give me each very different things. Okay, I mean. Uh, I think if I had, like if someone put a gun to my head and said, hey, you gotta choose one of these, I would have to say uh, stripping.
0: Okay, I mean, based on looking at your profile, I'm not surprised about that. It's like that's. I mean, I kind of get that it, when I, if I were to like scout for like backup dancers, I'd I'd rather hire Go Go Boys, like because <laughs> because this is my like very simple thing, and like a lot of people are like they like we want to look for the most talented mine's very simple if you don't have a fat ass you're not going to be my backup dancer like <laughs>
1: <work>. <laughs> easy criteria
0: yeah it's like somebody's like but don't you need them to have talent it's like listen you could have a choreographer teach them exactly kind of what I want but it's like fit the aesthetic like <laughs> Well, I
1: guess this is why I'm so torn between it. It's because, like, um, at risk of sounding arrogant, I am very talented. So it's, like, theater performances and, like, doing, like, regular shows, regular shows, uh, quote-unquote, like, cabarets and stuff. Like, yeah, it's fun and it's great. And it, like, fills me somehow. But I'm also, like, a dirty slut that loves money. So yeah, I would say definitely stripping stripping over theater.
0: Yeah. And first of all saying okay. This is where it's going to be like touchy crossing the line. I would say this, saying that you're talented is fine, at least in my view. Like if you can back it up. Yeah. Very true. It's if if you can back it up. It's like but being like timid like first of all you know this is a go-go you have to be so confident when you're out there not because of the fact that you want to be like arrogant and think that you're better than everybody it's the fact of if you are very timid out there they don't want it you can you can correct me if I'm wrong about this. That just gives motherfuckers who want to take advantage of a go-Go dancer more reason to take advantage of a go-Go dancer.
1: Well, I think it's also as a, as a male dancer, if you're like shy and timid, and this is what I've noticed, I've been in the I've been in this fucking game for like ten years now. If you're like timid or like shy or whatever, And I've danced all over the country, all over the world really. And like seeing guys and how they interact with the crowd differently. It's very like, if you're not like a a confident person, they don't care. They don't want you. (laughs) So it's like, you kind of have to have a bit of an air of arrogance. Like you have to borderline that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a performer's perspective, I can kind of get that too, because it's like being in this. Let's see. You said ten years. I'm coming in at eight. Yeah.
1: Can you hear them yeah. in
0: the way? Is that too loud? It, like, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, I can kind. I can definitely hear them, but it's like, if that's the only spot you got, I mean, like.
1: You want me to tell them to shut the fuck up? Because I'll do it. I don't give a fuck about these hosts. I'll tell them to shut the fuck
0: up. If you think you can go ahead and do that, girl, go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, believe me, this is not the craziest experience. I once had somebody do an interview on a porn shoot, like, in a porn studio. So, like... <laughs> literally they were like just like talking to me and then all of a sudden they were like trying to be serious and all I would do is like just heard people fucking in the background and it's like f- for me when I, d- when I listen to this is because this will also come out as an audio version too it is so fucking funny to like listen there and then like hear somebody be serious and you just hear like two guys fucking in the background like you are like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. So, <laughs> to answer this, what i rather want to do my thing is like, I guess I can answer this, would I rather do independent or be corporate? And for me, independent's better, because it's like the minute you're going to sit there and be like, corporate, you're going to be like, okay, so again, going back to the dress thing, like, I dress half-fucking naked in drag. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> Somebody's, like... It came during the pandemic. I was, like, basically, like, thinking... Because I had this vision of wearing body suits and all that. And my first thought was, well, you're not skinny. And then the second thought is, like, but you can't think like that. It's like, fuck it. You're not skinny. It's like, your body is your body. Like,
1: Body is your fucking body.
0: Yeah. And it's, like, as problematic as Lizzo is, like, she literally... Is the one who paved the way for bigger bitches to like be able to wear like nothing while performing.
1: You know what's funny? I I, love the... We were watching the Grammys the other night and I was like, wait, is Lizzo still canceled? <laughs> I mean, I don't honestly, I'm pro Lizzo, I love her. And I just, I don't know, I think. I think we can forgive her.
0: Well, I mean, if anything, you're a dancer. So, like, if you're willing to forgive Lizzo, then maybe we should. Cause that's, I mean, granted, it wouldn't happen to you. Cause like, <laughs> I mean, it might, but I would
1: go along with it. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna eat that banana out of that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you see, so I'm I'm kind of on a different stance so I can see how someone more conservative would be like, oh no, don't eat a banana out of a vagina <laughs> meanwhile I'm like, put some syrup on that shit too, let's go
0: see, that is but well, that's literally to being like extremely conservative see, I grew up during the time where like everyone was, like, shocked when Janet Jackson, like, speaking to the Super Bowl, which was... Oh, I heard Titty course, came... Uh, yeah, when her, like, when her Titty came out, I'm like, I look at that now, I'm like, what's the big fucking deal? It's like... <laughs> there was no deal, and it's like, she got blamed for that when it's like... But she was the one who exposed her own breast. Y'all let Justin Timberlake slide because he's a fucking man. A white man. And, like, a white man who, like, sat there and, like, cried to the executive at CBS. This is why. You can't, I, no. tell me,
1: you can't tell me that was not orchestrated. I refuse to believe that was not orchestrated.
0: I think it was orchestrated, but I do honestly think something went wrong. I will. I'm in that camp.
1: I mean, but, like, the lighting, the lighting cue of when it happened was too accurate. You know what I mean?
0: Well, no, because something, something was supposed to happen. She like they, they were supposed to tear something off, but she had like a lace thing underneath that apparently so it just went around. a little
1: far, is what you think. Yeah. Great. But,
0: as I said, like with that, and my thing is like national TV and like networks. I already know that, like. I have a concept for, like, a reality show, like a singer-songwriter show, and I'm like, put my ass on HBO. Like, because the minute you put me on CBS, they're going to have to censor half the show and, like...
1: <laughs> put me on the late-night HBO.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, I do. I love
1: HBO. I love... Give me, give me the old Sex and the City time slot.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sex in the City. <laughs> every gays fantasy. So, okay, where am I? Oh. So, how have you reacted when someone's inappropriately touched you while go-go dancing?
1: That's a tough one too. It's
0: very um
1: as as dancers, as spicy dancers of the night, we definitely live by like a different set of rules as to what is inappropriate. And I think it definitely varies by person, but, um yeah. fuck, what, what is the craziest thing? Um, I've choked a guy out before. <laughs> I've had, um, <laughs> it was in a bar in, um, buffalo actually buffalo new york wow it was at a bar and there's like um the setup is there's a stage with a long runway and then the two yeah. risers i guess you could call them are out to yeah. the side and then on the two risers they have poles on each side and there's one that's in the corner of the room and it goes literally in a corner and there's like yeah. no further to go But then the other side is open and it's like, you can have people all the way around. And, um, I was on the one in the corner where there was nowhere really to go. And (laughs) this guy, or actually it was like a group of people. So this girl was putting like a dollar in my underwear and we were all having fun. It was like a moment where like, "Oh, Oh my God, so much funny. And like the next girl came over and like put it like into my underwear and like did a full like grab and scooping thing and i was like fine that's fine whatever but then the guy came along and he like he tried to put it like i don't know how to show you this without <laughs> so say i was like bent over in front of them and they were like putting it into my like waistband right right he tried to go through the underneath part and like by my balls and like tried to like put it inside of my actual asshole (laughs) and I just remember thinking what the fuck and I turned around and like it was the most natural reaction of all time because like I felt him touch my asshole and I turned around and without even thinking I just backhanded the fuck out of him (laughs) and the riser was up enough that like he was leaning over but I was in a position that All I had to do was like take two steps down towards him. So when I turned around and slapped him, he got stunned and stood straight up. And I went down and grabbed him in my elbow pit and just took him straight to the floor. (laughs) I think that that might be the only time that I've ever had like a, a true like reaction to that though.
0: There was one night I I remained calm during this. Like, a lot of people were shocked that I remained calm during this, but, like, so I was, like, sitting. I was sitting in a place without a backstage, and I was, like, in between numbers. I was waiting for other people to perform, and I had some drunk fucking asshole literally is, like, I want to see you without your (laughs) wig, and literally, like, ripped my wig off my head. And... And I'm thinking, I'm like, baby, you're lucky you got me in the right mood tonight. Because if not, I would be untying this platform shoe and it'd be going right upside your head. Don't touch my fucking face. Don't touch my fucking hair. Yeah. It's like I'm sitting here minding my own business, and you're sitting here like purposely causing trouble. <laughs> it's men. Men don't know how to act. Yeah, it's like, cause this is the thing. As I've always said with go-go dancers. Even with somebody I knew, even if they were like, their ass happened to look really good that day, like it is really hot seeing them like dancing and all the stuff, even if I was just like, touch their ass, I'm going to ask their permission. It doesn't matter if I fucking know somebody or not. Like, if I feel like touching your ass, it'd be like, can I touch your ass? And if you say yes or no, I will respect your decision. I love that.
1: Yeah, we love consent. Consent is sexy as fuck. But, like I said, like, strippers, we live by a different set of rules. So I think if you give me money for touching my ass and you don't ask, like, that's okay. Yeah. But if you fucking, if you're trying to reach inside of my actual, like, literally inside of me, (laughs) you better have at least more than a 20 in that hand.
0: Because, yeah, because it's like, first of all, I love, because some people think it's cute. It ain't cute. It ain't cute to grab somebody's, it's not cute to, like, finger somebody's hole. It's not cute to grab somebody's dick. Like. It's crazy. It's it's annoying.
1: Like, don't forget, I'm still a fucking person.
0: Yeah. It's like. And that's the one thing i feel like doing this podcast has taught has like taught me is like obviously you know go go dancers people like in the back of your head you know that but it's like like they're I serving don't... like
1: they're serving the fantasy hardest fuck for sure but like yeah. let's not forget that this is still a person
0: <laughs> and it's like i want to humanize people cuz it's like maybe if first of all A lot of people think go-go boys are stupid. Like... We are. Over. You are not helping my case, by the way. (laughs) I'm trying to make you all seem somewhat intelligent. Like... (laughs) No. Don't
1: humanize us. Don't humanize us. We're just dumb, slutty boys.
0: (laughs) Wait to way to set the movement behind like yeah, ten fucking years, like <laughs> I got you, <laughs>
1: consider me the um, no, never mind, I'm not gonna go there, never mind, <laughs> you want to catch me in a real problematic mood right now
0: he's okay, so Blaine's basically admitting he's Paris Hilton, he's Paris Hilton on a stage, like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say the Lindsay Lohan. Consider me the Lindsay Lohan of go Go.
0: <laughs> well, at least you're natural. At least from what I know. Maybe you're not.
1: Can you read it? I cannot read it, no. <laughs> it says, fan me off. It's... <laughs> From the um, fucking Renaissance, we had VIP. We did the um, club Renaissance tickets, so we were later right around the fucking stage. Yeah, gave us this swag bag with like a there's like a little book in there. There was like a hat and this fan, and there was like another thing in there. It was really cool.
0: See, I'm not, I'm not gonna say what I've said about. Well, okay, I didn't even say anything bad about Beyoncé. I said, I lo- I like Beyoncé, don't get me wrong. But, like, my thing was, when I talked about Renaissance, everyone, like, I didn't get the giant obsession with Renaissance. Like, I love Beyoncé, but what has Beyoncé honestly done for the queer community?
1: Um, You know what? I'm going to be on the opposite end. I... Was never really a big Beyonce fan until I went to the Renaissance tour, and now, unfortunately, I will definitely have to say I'm. I think I'm part of the Bayhive. <laughs> um, she's one of the biggest artists in the world, like l- undisputedly one of the biggest artists in the fucking world. She is the celebrity to the celebrities. And to have someone with such a platform lend that to the queer community is like, I know it's not the first time it's ever happened, but in the day and age that we're in to have that happen is like, yeah, I love her. I love her for that.
0: See, this was the argument that I made to somebody where it's like, when people's like have this giant obsession with Gaga, I got it. You had born this way you had all of this it's like Gaga really like went in oh yeah and like, she and like, like
1: she was like like she's I'm for the gays and that was it
0: yeah. where it's like but okay here's what I will say if you had to trap me in a room and say choose between Beyonce and Taylor Swift without a doubt I'm choosing Beyonce like
1: I was going to say don't, don't say what I think you're going to say
0: No, no. this is my opinion on Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has some decently good songs with having mediocre talent. Yeah. Because that was the thing, like going back to the Super Bowl, like my whole thing was somebody said like, because I said, I, I thought Usher was a bad choice. I was like, I'm the person who says, like, for I feel like with the NFL, for every time they get a good act, they have to get a shitty act the following year. Because it's like you had Rihanna last year, and then you had Usher. Like, don't get me wrong, I I watched it. It wasn't bad, but it's not. It's not a Rihanna. It's not a Gaga. It's not a Katy Perry. It's not a Madonna. It's not like. It was just down the road. I literally came up with a show that like I feel would have been so much better. I call it the show of like semi-talent slash talented people. So you get like you get like Ashley Tisdale, Paris Hilton, and Heidi Montauk and put them all on a stage. Like and have that be the halftime show. It'd be the gayest thing ever. <laughs> but again, Not it's Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> She's a she's a somewhat talented person, to be clear.
1: <laughs> I'm fucking screaming.
0: <laughs>
1: Damn! Shout out to her surgeon though, for real.
0: Her surgeon. Yes, you see her new nose. I have not seen her new nose. No. They did what had to be done. And I'm proud of them. (laughs) So you're just sitting there being like, you can't have a huge nose. Like, I mean, I get it. I get it. As I said, if you're marginally talented, like the chances of you like losing your vocal cords, like to get the nose job, I guess it's, I guess it's kind of worth it. (laughs)
1: yeah i agree yes (laughs) i'm very pro plastic surgery
0: i well as I, i haven't done anything but it's like my thing is when people talk about it i would do it when i need it it's like i don't need it now like I'm literally approaching 30, no wrinkles. So it's like I haven't had to do Botox or anything. And it's like I think I look good. Although I did have this one bitchy coworker who said, like, oh yeah, I would definitely think you're 29. I'm thinking, like, bitch, how dare you fucking say that you I look my age? You <laughs> Don't fucking bitch. I, God damn it. <laughs> it's like, how dare you, you ass. I'm screaming. But as I said, when I theoretically need it, in like if I need it in like twenty years, I would do it. Yeah, agreed. Well, I mean, you're pro. Well, what type of plastic surgery are you pro? Are you talking about like electives? Well, no, you're talking about everything. Like,
1: if you want to get it fixed or changed or plumped or print, whatever you want to do, if you have to do that to feel good about yourself, baby, I want you to plump and primp and change everything.
0: And it's like, sometimes... Well, here's the thing. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you end up looking bad. It's either you look like Cher or you look like Madonna. Like Do your research, yeah.
1: Do your fucking research. And know what you're getting yourself into, but if you gotta do it, I say fucking do it. Work. So going nuts with these fillers right now. I'm like, you know what? I think it looks good. Wait, you have you have fillers? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying everybody oh. else. Oh, I feel like every time I open Instagram, I see like um. Have you seen <laughs> what's that fucking page called? Uh, Injector Chris. I think his name is or whatever this might be very specific to New York because I feel like everyone in New York is going to this guy called injector Chris or something right now. And it's like, everyone in New York has their face full of fillers right now.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like insane. As I said, it's like, you could either, you can look good or you can look like Mateo Blanco. Like, that's just how how I say it, when somebody said like it's like what's the point of having like I mean Grits I get wanting to change yourself and as you said let everybody do you I don't get the thing of like getting huge ginormous lips and like <laughs> all that it's like
1: like big and <laughs> You don't understand Big Ange.
0: <laughs> you know what? See, I can't I can't I can't even like watch clips of Big Ange anymore because every time I do I just think of Pearl like from Drag Race and like <laughs> I'm crying. Oh shit.
1: I'm at less than ten percent
0: okay we're gonna keep this going and i'm gonna actually answer i'm gonna try and like rapidly run through some of the questions okay Because i don't want your phone to die like okay so have you ever had a tip stolen from your body um
1: yeah absolutely more than i'd like to admit honestly
0: people are disgusting
1: no they're the fucking worst and you know what i think i i hate that but i think what i hate more than that is recycling so like when someone makes it rain, shit i that fills me with pure rage
0: yeah, it's disgusting. So okay, um, okay. So would you consider doing OnlyFans? <laughs> um, so I I did have an OnlyFans
1: for a minute, and I really hated it. Actually, it was. People think that it's, like, this thing that you just, like, you sign up and then you just, like, post pictures or whatever. And, like, I guess, yeah, you could do that. But, like, if you want to have, like, an actual decent curated feed and, like, page that, like, is worth the money that the people are spending on, it's, like, a lot of fucking work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Like, first of all, you have to have quality content. So you have to be doing shoots with like actual photographers which is a hassle to set up with people because it's like well OnlyFans isn't the only thing that I do I'm a full-time performer like I'm yes if I'm just sitting around it's a miracle because I'm constantly in rehearsals or I'm constantly training or like I work out five six times a week to like stay in shape to do all the things that I do it's like I'm on Six days out of seven days a week. So finding space to have a photo shoot of like my asshole (laughs) is not not my ideal youth of time. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll answer this. The reason why I just wouldn't do it now. It's like I've thought about it, but it's like my thing is I'm an artist. I don't want to sit there and have to be like pay attention to me as a musician, but you did this shit on OnlyFans. Yes, but I'm a fucking artist. Like, I don't want to sit there and have, like, back and forth. And it's like, my talent should fucking speak for itself, but of course not because people are close-minded. <laughs> right. Yeah. Agree, agree. Yeah. So, have you hooked up with someone who's tipped you? <laughs> As much as I would love to say no,
1: it's going to be a, a yes from I'll take 200, I'll take yes for 200 Alex. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, probably more than I'd like to admit on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing though. Here's the thing. One of the, the funnest and like sluttiest times of my career was working on fire Island. And um, yeah, we uh, we did Fire Island for like three years, and we would go out every weekend from like May to the end of August. So it was like a good like four months of just yeah. like on this gay as fuck paradise. And we had a Friday show, but then I would also do a Saturday night like pop up moment. So yeah. I would be I would be on Fire Island literally all weekend, all summer. And, you know, the vibes are flowing. The money's flowing. People are hot as fuck on Fire Island. So, like, can't, can't really help it sometimes, you
0: know? <laughs> well, you said you worked on Fire Island. Like, no no more needs to be said. Like I mean, Honestly, yeah. But I will so... say,
1: at home in the city, I try very, very hard to not have any kind of, like, personal stake in anything that I do in the club because it's very much like I'm at work and I think that's the one thing that most go-go boys forget especially with like this new crowd of boys it's like everyone like I don't know what the fuck is going on everybody thinks that it's a dating site or something because I see a lot of boys coming dancing and like not making any fucking money but they're like trying to go on dates with people and it's like Girl, you're working. This is work. What the fuck? And they like have their friends come in, and their friends are just hanging out and just like watching shows and shit. And it's like, this is not what this is.
0: Yeah, that's that seems crazy to like people would do that. My answer is it's very simple, it's only happened twice. Technically, one of the times was, I'm using gay math here, one of the times was, like, six or seven times with the same guy, so it only counts as once. <laughs> but there was this guy with a cross-dresser fetish, and, like, like six oh. seven times after I performed, he's like, do you want your dick sucked? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so so this, pla- this place I performed at in Orlando, the gay... a lot of mud. The gay person was like he wanted to go like out and like there's a beach out back and like so i let him like suck me off and like he was glad to do it i'm like i'm like i will gladly do this whenever you want (laughs) and then the only other time was i was visiting at this point so again this place also had like a giant field where it's like a parking lot so I went out with this guy to his car. He fucked me until he got nervous and like all of, all of a sudden he stopped when like another car pulled up. I'm thinking, bro. We're in a field in the middle of nowhere. These people that are pulling up next to you are probably coming to do the same fucking thing before they go into the
1: club. <laughs> oh my god. Where, where the fuck is
0: this? What, you're talking about the place? It's not open anymore, unfortunately.
1: No, but, like, geographically.
0: It was in Orlando. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. You
1: know, I actually, I lived in Orlando for, like, a year when I was 18.
0: Well, okay. Were you going out when you lived in Orlando at 18?
1: There was.
0: Okay, um, you know Parliament House? That
1: was the only. That was probably the only place that we ever like regularly went to. Yes, that's
0: where this happened. I was gonna
1: say this sounds like some some pee house bullshit.
0: (laughs) That's where I used to perform. So like, yes. (laughs) This This is absolutely. This is
1: giving pee house bullshit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course you know pee house. That's what it was known for. Like, oh yeah.
1: And I think that was like why we went there. We were like, oh let's. We're we're feeling trashy tonight. Let's go to the Parliament House.
0: <laughs> I was so sad when that place closed during the pandemic, which is why like my chances of like moving back to Orlando became zero after that. Oh, are they like I'm they're like shut down? Yeah, they had to shut down because of the um, they couldn't afford to keep it open. So literally, they shut down the Parliament House, and then like I think last year they knocked down everything.
1: Oh shit! Yeah. Damn. Oh, I love that place.
0: I know. So, like, that's where I like went for my like twenty first birthday. My sister took me on my twenty first birthday there, and like, there's so many magical memories, much like the ones I just said. So <laughs> it's like, so that's why, like, in terms of, so my I have a friend with benefits who wants to move to like Orlando. And I'm thinking, because he also wants to date me as too. And I'm like, bitch. I was like, okay, fine. Go live in Orlando for a year. And then trust. And then I'm like, I'm thinking, trust, you're gonna come up to Detroit. You're gonna move your ass up to Detroit with me. <laughs> cause you cause you never gonna like it there better anyway, because I'm there. And like as I said, if you run out of shit to do in Detroit, you literally drive ten minutes, you're in Canada. <laughs> Whereas Florida, Orlando,
1: you drive ten minutes, you're in a cow field.
0: Yes. That's <laughs> Orla- yeah, Orlando's the fucking worst. Like the armpit. It was like as I said, it was great to live there for like four years and like discover myself, but that's not where you go back to. Like you don't stay in Orlando. Like You don't
1: work your way up to Orlando.
0: <laughs> no. So, okay. I know I'm going to lose you probably, so I'm going to do two more. So, what are your thoughts on how the LGBT community is being on how the LGBT community is being treated today?
1: Wait, say that one more time.
0: What are your thoughts on how the LGBT community is being treated today? I like a
1: nice happy question. I mean, if we're not aware of any events and state of our being, I need you to literally like open your eyes one time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this is crazy. I I think we've made great advancements in our government and like just as people. And it's so funny because before Trump got into office, I remember, like, just really thinking about how everything was like going so well. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, we have like a really great president that's like making all these fucking like great things happen for us, and like our people are like doing the stuff for our people." And um, I was just like really full of like pride for being right. American. <laughs> And then 2008 happened.
0: (laughs) You mean 2016?
1: Yeah, 2016. I was like, what fucking year was that? It was so bad. Yeah. It was like everything that we had, like, started to build was literally just, like... Yeah. And I feel like it's not been the same since then. We've just been on a constant downward motion. Um... But again, I think we we're definitely doing doing the things like getting more of the LGBTQIA people into office and into the government has been yes definitely a great step towards that. I think social media also, <laughs> which sounds really stupid, but like the way that we can now connect with everyone around the world, literally like the whole world is connected now. Yes also makes it better for us because it's like, well, fuck this fucking bullshit ass thing happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Did you hear? laughs> One of my roommates is on Broadway and she's like rehearsing right now. Um, social media helping yeah. us just like having visibility throughout the world is like really great. And like, especially for someone from, let's say, Russia, you know, being like, well, maybe 20 years ago, they've been like, well, this is fucking terrible. I'm gay in a very anti-gay country, and I want to just, like, not be alive anymore. So they would unalive themselves. Whereas now it's like, oh, fuck, I have options. I can get out of this country and go to any other place in Europe, basically, you know, or, like, come to America or, like, seek refuge in a different space and continue to live absolutely I think we uh, we have a track and I think that we can definitely get on it but they're making yeah. it hard they're making it real hard for us you know
0: yes totally I get that unfortunately we have a little bits as you hear in terms of the LGBT community but it's like in some ways, I feel like our focus needs to be more international now, and eventually we can come back to America because America's about as good as it's gonna get in in so. our current state, yes, I agree yes, so okay, I know you said the last question's a little bit happier, which is what's the biggest misconception about you?
1: I don't know biggest
0: misconception.
1: Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the only one that I didn't like try to pre-think about. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest misconception about me is that I'm like a wild, crazy party animal person that's like just always unhinged and just like going fucking balls to the wall. But actually... No. I'm a Libra, and I'm a triple Libra and true-to-form Libra. So I'm like, if I'm out in the world, I'd like to portray that kind of image. But actually, right. like, I'm I'm home. <laughs> if I'm not working or if I'm not performing, I'm home and I want to be seen by not a single fucking soul.
0: <laughs> I mean, I kind of get that, where it's like, in some ways, like being a creative person it's like obviously, you have to like, at least for me, some people can create among people. I create when I'm isolated. so it's like that's why like as I say, very recently, I've been feeling isolated and then trapped. It's probably when I want to get out of Florida, and it's like with that, I've been able to write like crazy.
1: Oh yeah. I love right. that. Yeah. Nice. And you know what? I'll, I'll say um, the pandemic definitely changed a lot for me also. So like pre-pandemic, I was extremely introverted. I was like, I- I'll find any reason to go home and be a home alone. <laughs> yes. I would literally like people would be like, okay, let's go to this party. They'd be like, okay, we're done working. It's 2 a.m. It's still early. We could go to this party and we could go to that party and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I got to go to bed. I'm sick of y'all. I have to, I can't even be around people anymore.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get that where it's like.
1: But I would just crave, I would crave isolation. And then like, like I said, the pandemic happened and I had all that time to myself. It really changed it for me. And I'm like coming out on the other side. I now feel like I'm the opposite. I'm very much like I've been home alone for an hour and I'm ready to just go head first into a group of people and just be their friends.
0: <laughs> See, I mean, I can kind of get that. I guess my like terms of isolation is I don't know if that's a word, but I just said it. It's like, if I lived in a city, I would be, I would have a completely different mindset on this. Being in a small town or a small <laughs> suburb, it's like there's nothing really to fucking do. Like mm. literally bars stay open till 2 a.m., but everything else closes at like 11 p.m. So it's like uh. it's better to be at a home anyway. Cause it's like once I'm in a city, I'll be out more. And it's like I'll be performing more. It's like now you do what you can to, like, this podcast. My best friend, like, interviewed me on here, and he's like, so when you move, how is everything gonna work in terms of doing this podcast and doing music? And I'm like, I'll find a way to balance it out. And it's like, because I I love doing this, and I also love music, so it's like, I'll find a way to, like, balance it out and make it work. For me, yes, totally. For me, there's two very... Simple ones. Well, actually, there's two ones. One of them is that I'm intimidating. Eh, I mean, I can get it if you don't, like, come up and talk to me wearing sunglasses in the, like, bar and, like, wearing a bodysuit and wearing heels and being, like, 6'6 to, like, 6'8, sometimes (laughs) maybe even, like, 6'10. I can get why you'd be intimidated, but have a conversation with me. Seven feet in heels. I have a pair of Frankenstein boots, yes. (laughs) I don't wear them that often because it's hard to like find places to like sit if I need to. Especially if I need to be under a table. I have to like sit there and like put my feet to the side, just like fit under a table. (laughs) Also, just like elevation, like breathing up there is probably different. Oh, absolutely. That's why I used to perform in those. I used to remember. It's like I would have to like stop dancing as much because it's like your body's not used to like being up high and like (laughs) trying to belt. Come
1: on, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, and the last one is that I'm, or the other one is that I'm shady. I don't think I'm shady. I'm honest,
1: which is most usually the one that's confused for being like misconstrued as rude and shady is like no bitch I'm just telling you what it is
0: and it's like cause some people are like but well, why can't you just like keep your opinion to yourself and it's like well I could I could, <laughs> I could. but am I gonna, going to I'm not going to and it's also it's like <laughs> it's like the people who always like keep their opinions to themselves and like never let anything out those are the people that die at like fifty-two. If you if you run your mouth, I unfortunately thought I was gonna be dead by now. So it's like morbid, but true. But it's like it's it's like now I'm gonna keep running my mouth. That's why I was running my mouth for so many years. So I thought like well, if, I'm de- if I'm dead at twenty-five, it's like not gonna be a problem at all. But it's like now I'm almost thirty. I'm like fuck. Maybe I need to like shut up. <laughs> maybe I need to not sell.
1: People. What's that that little girl she said, I'm not going to be a part of the problem. I'm going to be the whole problem. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, girl. She must have been a libra cuz I feel the same way.
0: See? I am not a libra, but like What's your sign? I'm a cancer.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's giving Aquarius, do you know what your, like, your big three are?
0: My, um, the big three, uh, yeah, so I'm Cancer, and then I'm double Pisces.
1: Oh, okay, that's what it is, the Pisces. Yeah. I was gonna say Pisces, yeah. Yeah, you get Pisces energy.
0: Yes. That's why, like, what is it, my, um, Friends with Benefits is, he's a main Pisces, but he's double Cancer, and it's like, well, that's why we get along so well, it's like, you can calm my ass down. I don't know all that water though. Well, this is the thing. I make I make it work because he's a black guy with a big dick and like he knows how to work me. I'm so.
1: crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that's the other reason for me to move to Detroit because it's like everyone's like, "Are you scared?" I'm like. I'm like, scared of what? Like.
1: Scared of falling on some good dick? Yes, I am.
0: Like, trust, I lived in the hood in Orlando. I was fine. <laughs> I used to the, my front door used to be like be like Disney World for black dick, but it's like <laughs> I just I learned how to fuck deal with them. <laughs> It is Black History Month.
1: How dare you do this? Oh, <laughs> well, oh, I let you know. what let me add let me add something to my my answer for the last one is I all agree is that I think people people in the past have definitely also said, like, oh, Blaine's intimidating because i I'm like, I am pretty shy. Like, if you meet me in person, I'm not gonna talk to you until you talk to me. But it's only because I don't want you to get the wrong idea of me. So I don't want you to have any idea of me.
0: <laughs> I, I, so, I feel, so I feel, a, I feel a girl in the same way.
1: Right. So I'll, I'll like, I'll have the resting bitch face, and I'll sit in the corner yeah. by myself. Until one person says, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hi, I'm blah, 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 blah. And then we're like sisters. But before that, everyone's like, oh, Blaine's got a bad attitude. Blaine don't talk to no bitch. Blaine's stank is fucking a corner by himself. <laughs> it's also a little bit of like, I don't want to be caught up in nobody's drama. I want to I wanna be close enough to watch the drama, but I don't want to be in the drama.
0: See? That's my thing. I get that, but it's also like, sometimes it's not causing drama. Sometimes it's pointing out facts that can cause drama. Period. (laughs) Like, which I'm down with Yeah. It's like, all I did was, what was it, something that quote unquote could have caused drama? There was this drag queen who was like, so I went to an event like out of drag one time, and like, She didn't know who I was, and she was like, got drunk off her ass. And when she was like working on the mic, she was hitting on me. And I let her, I I let, I let her do it because I thought it was funny. (laughs) But there's the other part of me that wanted to be like, bitch, you fucking know who I am. Like, I'm screaming. But (laughs) I let her do it. I'm like. Because I will will say this, like, I show up to places and I am sober. It's not like I'm, like, completely sober where I can't take alcohol. It's just the fact of I had a night where, like, I was handed way too many drinks by people. People just kept on, like, buying me shit, and I was young and didn't want to say, no, I'm good. And then I got in my car and I had to drive an hour home. And then about 45 minutes in the drive, I got pulled over by a cop. And my and my dad came and saved me, otherwise I would have gotten a DUI. So it's like okay. I just learned that like if I gotta drive and perform, I it's better for me to be sober.
1: Yeah, what are you doing, crazy?
0: Well, in my defense, like a drunk person, I thought I was more sober than I actually was. <laughs> you know what?
1: One of the worst One of the worst reasons I've heard someone give for drunk driving, or like excuses, I should say, was like, I'm a better driver when I'm drunk. I'm like, bitch! (laughs) What? Now who the fuck told you that? (laughs) You told yourself that? Because I don't believe it.
0: That's like like saying I get smarter when I smoke a joint. Like, it's like, it's like... The correlate the correlation and correlating like
1: (laughs) that's like saying go-go boys are smart (laughs) (laughs) That's like that's like hiring a go-go boy to teach quantum physics. I can't even spell quantum. K W A N T I U M quantum. Physics. Physics. I-S-Z-Y-S-K-Z-S. Physics. Quantum
0: physics.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. This is stupid. I'm I'm going off the rails here, kid.
0: I don't fucking care. Like... (laughs) work i love it <laughs> literally to to the two thing you said with black history month i literally said what was it i i decided if i was going to do stand-up comedy at any point i have the like perfect joke that theoretically some people say is racially insensitive i just uh-oh. think it's pointing out a historical fact
1: <laughs> uh-oh don't tell <laughs>
0: i'm gonna go into it it's like Uh oh Oh, no (laughs) it's like um obviously i've been with a lot of black guys so like my joke is i've been fucked by so many black guys my ass is a stop on the underground railroad
1: (laughs) my mom's calling me i gotta answer that yeah (laughs) yeah You know what? My mom is calling me right now, so yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick that up, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna go. I'm,
0: I know I'm gonna like I'm I'm just gonna 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 sign gonna... out. With... Oh. oh, I was like, I was like, oh, here's my hat.
1: Um, not to make it morbid or anything, but actually, my mom died ten years ago.
0: Well, I mean, as I said before, my mom, what is it? <laughs> I'm trying to do the math. Eleven? No, 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 more than eleven. God. Um. Fourteen? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Damn, fourteen years.
0: Because let's see, yeah, two thousand twelve to this year is fourteen, right? Yes. Yeah think 12. that sounds right no it's 12 years it is 12 years okay i didn't i, I clearly i didn't finish college so
1: like come on spell quantum physics
0: <laughs> i think i could do better than you can Than you definitely <laughs> did i think it's quantum q u a t m k w Exactly.
1: It definitely starts with a K, a W. There might be a U, and there might be an I in there. In the beginning, i would not certain.
0: Shit, I gotta look... Quantum fixes. maybe it does start with a K. <laughs> no, As I it's... said, uh, no, it starts <laughs> with a Q. It starts with a Q, like... <laughs>
1: Q u a n t u n m r t u m.
0: So that's close. Yeah, quantum. And then, and then physics is. F i. Physics, so it's P F-y-p. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: P-H-S-Y-C-H-I-C-S. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that. of this. Okay. And I think the only, the only real way to end this is, wait, are we allowed to do nudity on this?
0: Nudity in, like, well, what way?
1: and like, can I show you my ass? I think so. A little peekaboo moment,
0: right? Yeah, they're gonna shut us down for this. I don't get shut down for anything. Like, hey, <laughs> I am like, I'm like, maybe if I did actual porn, Twitch my ban it, up it's like, you just showed your ass. Like, well, as I said, I literally did it on a Twitch stream in a thong, like, I didn't get in trouble for that.
1: I basically did as much as you did.
0: Yeah, the only I only get in trouble on TikTok, like, that's.
1: Oh, I've had my account on Instagram taken down like twice now.
0: For what? Well, I'm, I know for probably for what it's like.
1: Yeah. Well, that's actually, you know, what's funny is. So there was a moment in time when there was a thing called a FOSTA SESTA law that went into effect. And that's really what fucked us over on the Internet because it was this thing that was trying to stop sex trafficking. And it was a law that went into effect that was, um, censoring, like, sexual Mm -hmm. stuff, not to get too deep into it, because I could go on about this all fucking night. And I say almost because it didn't get very as deep as it wanted to get. But when that law went into effect, that's when we started having all of the shadow banning and all of the, like, um, not to be redundant in saying the word censoring, but censorship on Instagram. And um, pre that was actually how I started getting like visible on Instagram was because I was literally posting a lot of like, Almost nude.
0: Oh, well, I think his phone finally died. (laughs) So, anyway, with that being said, God, this wig looks a hot mess. This is gay out the city i'm your host prince electro diamond i hope you've enjoyed